Is Anchor dying? I mean, it's not the only podcasting platform out there, and well, how many podcasters are there? Within a normal day or week or month, I don't think I run into podcasters. Now, I hope this isn't true because so far it's my favorite. And maybe there's somebody better out there that I'm unaware of. Maybe somebody's not telling me. (laughs) But I've inquired to Anchor regarding some technical issues and haven't gotten any response. And I've uh, communicated by way of the forms. Haven't been able to find the email. Uh, but then also by way of Collins to Maya and nothing. And I heard that they drummed up 10 million bucks, but uh, that's nothing. That's enough money to close shop. Not even sure 10 million can buy you advertising at this point. That is advertising that would allow you to compete. I mean, it's really incredible with tech businesses these days. If you don't hear the word billion, you won't even take it serious. I mean, it seems like a hundred million is scraping the bottom of the barrel these days. Well, I'm very grateful for Anchor. They have allowed me to say all the things that I pretty much would like to say. Um, I'm not finished saying what I need to say. But at this point, it's mostly just adding little bits and pieces as they come. So I speculate that if it took me five months to say everything that I pretty much need to say, I bet you a lot of people just don't have much to say. Hell, and a lot of the folks here have been on this platform for much longer than five months. Now, Anchor has, or had at least, a potential to do something that the other podcasting platforms were unable to do. But they never did it. And that is add a shuffle feature. A shuffle feature would make listening to Anchor tenable. And all I've been getting is, well, what do you mean by a shuffle feature? Come on, segments. Shuffle random segments. That simple. By doing this, the user wouldn't have to swipe past shows that they don't want to hear. They could hear segments that they otherwise would not listen to. And most importantly, it would allow people to be exposed to new shows and new users. Therefore, creating a strong community. And this is something that they have not done. They were successful in building some communities, but those communities seem to kind of fall apart. And that's because new voices need to constantly be added as other voices sort of drop out. Without a shuffle feature, that's just not going to happen. And if that doesn't happen, then the anchor community will surely die. I mean, if it hasn't died already. I mean, I'm not really seeing much in the terms of community here. Again, it started out strong. Yes, there were communities being developed, but they weren't being supported by the app. 
And last but not least, I do not discount that perhaps I have been ostracized from whatever communities and therefore I do not see them. <laughs> I've gotten a lot of praise from the work I've done here on Anchor. But the people that have sung my praises are also the same people that I seem to have offended. Again, these are people that expressed a deep appreciation and that I was in communication with by way of call-ins and comments and then without any sort of warning or explanation they cut off communication. So I guess I finally have gotten to a topic that perhaps I should focus on a bit more. What are the consequences of cutting off communication. Integrity Radio. Fragility is not sensitivity. That's Sifu Z's law number 11. When I think of the sensitive and fragile nature of communication between other human beings, I'm reminded of this law. You know, it's due to a false sense of sensitivity and an actual fragility in people's emotional states are what make communication between us humans so challenging. Now, most adults understand that in order to get anything achieved, we have to communicate and cooperate. Seems like we have more of a ignore and obey sort of thing going on. Now I have this paradox going on, perhaps you may as well, and that is I'm trying to be myself, I'm trying to be unique and embrace what is unique within me. My actual personality that I display may or may not be that. I mean, this is the work at hand for all of us. And I really do think it's safe to assume that none of us mean any harm, or very few of us at least. Let me talk to you just briefly about the easy approach, or should I just call it the Z approach. That's three E's, the three E's, to entertain, to enlighten, and to educate. So entertaining, I find that pretty easy to accomplish. Slightly harder than that is enlightening people. But god damn is it hard to educate people. Hey, I don't mind. I'm talking to the man in the mirror. But educating oneself and educating others is very challenging. And I certainly realize the fragile and sensitive nature of what I'm doing which is to criticize our way of thinking and to offer alternative ways of thinking about things. Not alternative facts, just alternative ways of thinking about the facts. And I really think that this is, for me, the greatest challenge. So, you know, I'm human. It would be nice to make friends. And I know that if you kind of lean hard on the entertainment and maybe throw in a little enlightenment every once in a while. Well, that's just a brilliant way to 
get friends, isn't it? But educating people and specifically educating people in ways of thinking. And when I say way of thinking, I'm not talking philosophy here. I'm thinking actual way, how the brain works, psychology. Sort of like a broken record here, but cognitive psychology and neuroscience has allowed us to trash the bullshit, the philosophies, and to get right down to the meat of the matter of why we do the things we do, why we behave the way we behave. I mean, if there is a philosophy to be paid attention to, it would be the philosophy of cognitive psychology. <laughs> it drives me crazy. No, just throw out philosophy. It's cognitive psychology. We now have a very concrete way of looking and understanding at human behavior. Now the question is, how do we communicate this? How do we cooperate with one another in a fashion that allows us to get rid of our cognitive dissonance. Luckily, there's a whole bunch of us, so there can be a whole bunch of different ways that we can try to communicate. So in closing, I will reiterate Z's law number 11. Fragility is not sensitivity. And in this particular instance, I'd like to add the word emotional fragility is not emotional sensitivity. Emotional sensitivity allows you to maintain and control your own emotions. Emotional fragility is, well, quite self-explanatory. Integrity Radio.